Welcome to the Carolinas, where serial killers, abductions, and mysterious circumstances are abundant. Join me, Tiffany, and my co-host Sam, two moms, as we cover local true crime cases that will leave you wanting more. Tune in every weekend for our new episodes where we rotate between North Carolina and South Carolina true crime cases. Find us on all major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, and follow us on our social media. We're on Instagram at Cola City Crime, and you can find our Facebook page by searching our name, Cola City Crime. you had said that so they so the assault charge came from so the assault charge came on your wife correct Okay, yeah, that's not, that's really not that long at all. There's not much difference there, so. Yeah. On uh, time frame for your time. So, other than that, I have nothing further on that. Um, so I have a question. 
Like, yeah. when they have, when they consider a good time, would that be like, if, if yeah. they offer programs and stuff, if you did those, would that be considered that? Or is it just like, if you don't get in fights? I, you, you have to speak up. It's really, really loud in here. Oh, right. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the good time, if, if they offer like programs, does that consider like go toward your good time or is it just like if you don't get in fights or altercations? Um, good time is what comes with uh, an, an amount of accredited time you earn um, as you stay in the county jail. So whatever your duration is there and it's different with each county uh, to how they credit you for your days served there, but they do not credit you day for day. Um, I'm not sure exactly the percentage levels, but I've basically got like a month's worth of good time, really. So it doesn't really affect me, um, but um, I, if I get in trouble, I that good time but I have opportunities, opportunities to regain it by doing good things and staying out of trouble. Um, they also have us do uh, programming uh, to help attain those new credits for good time back. But in my case, it doesn't really help. Oh, okay. Um is there a reason it doesn't help? Like, do they just have your case set up that way? Um, it's just because I have the percentage level is so high um, that I'm at 10% of my good time. Um, if I like a third percent time, which is usually 33.3% off of my sentence, then I would be credited much less of an actual sentence to serve. So if I were to have third off my sentence, rather than getting out in 2032, um, I would probably get out in like 2025, roughly. Okay. Okay, we had to take a break there for a second. He's supposed to call us back here in a few hours. We thought our phone uh, had charged enough, but apparently it hadn't. But um, just a little bit so far, like I said, there's not a whole lot on his case, and I thought, you know, it's very interesting, so that could be why he's not serving a very long time, because, like he said, the crime of passion. So he's saying he could get out in, what do you say, 2025, if he'd done all that, but if not, in 2032. So, um, like I said, we'll be talking to him again uh, and here in a little bit once he calls us back. So uh, do you have anything to add a little bit we heard so far? Well, I don't know. He sounds very polite and nice. Yeah, like I, uh, the reason I reached out to him, I saw an ad that somebody had posted for him, and I guess he don't really get a lot. And I had some uh, JPay stamps in the state that he's at, which is Washington. So I was like, huh, I'll use that. So I've yeah, been because you can with him. In most places, you can only use the stamps. For the state, like once you buy them for that state, they can't go anywhere. They else. used to be like for just, that don't know that. yeah. They used to be when I first started using JPay. Um, they were kind of like forever stamps that you get at the post office. If you bought stamps, you basically used them for anybody. And then I'm guessing the prisons found the way that hey, let's make money and do it individually per state. So yeah. It kind of sucks, but yeah, I had I had talked to a gentleman uh, that was in Washington a couple years ago, and um, like I said, I had a couple left, and I was like, well, I'll write to him. So like I said, me and him has been communicating back and forth for, eh, what, a week or so? Like I said, there's one article about his case, and there's an article, but you had to like basically pay for it, so... Now, like I said, I'm not from Washington. We don't live in Washington, so it's kind of impossible and pointless to subscribe to a Washington newspaper just for one thing. Yeah. So, uh, but like I said, uh, we, we'll probably talk a little bit after we talk to him a little bit more. Um, like I said, this is a very kind of a dip. Well, Everything's different new. 
Yeah, different crime. Like I said, it's his first interview, so he's nervous. So that's the figure, you know, the second part will be. I get nervous every time. I'm I'm more of a nervous system well, than I we, am a human. Well, we, like, we never really, we do interviews here and there, but the last, but, well, see, by the time this comes out, we've done the three parts with Joseph, with Wild Bill, so four, then Bill and the John. Bill. Yeah. So that's okay. six. Yeah. Six total. So yeah, we've been focused on a lot of interviews. Well, it's always nerve wracking because like you don't want to offend anyone. Like we're not gonna interview anybody that we would be worrying about offending because, like, if I wasn't worried about it, I would probably be mean to them. So like, I always try to personally avoid those people. Like if I can't, if I know I can't talk to them without being like civil, then I'll just stay out of it. But like, I I always get worried about like. I don't want to offend anybody or like cause any upset, but I do have like well, questions and like that's what, curiosities. We're not, we're not here for that. We're here for an understanding and stuff. Cause you got your old fashioned people. Like we've talked about before people go to prison, they're considered a monster. And you know, there are stories that. Were well, like you cases. said with this, it was just solely a crime of passion. Like he didn't go in there thinking, Hey, I'm going to do this. Which I guess that could be a question. Like, was he expecting something? Is why, like, did he go home? Is it like one of those situations? Did he go home early? I don't want to like fucking over. I know. <laughs> like, I don't ask one question he can't answer. Well, even if he can, I don't want to like mess anything up. But like, just say like, if you can't answer, it's okay. <laughs> like, you know, is that just something that he came home early and seen? Like he said, that guy was basically. Seems to be his mouth. Yeah, instigating it in a bad way and saying, hey, this is going to happen. And then, yeah. So, yeah, definitely sad situation all the way around. So, which I know talking in emails and stuff, like, he's definitely said he wasn't, like, I don't know if his, well, his ex-wife and him are in good terms, but he said he wasn't going to speak badly of her, which, you know, is respectful out of that. That's really nice of him. Yeah. I don't know if I would feel that way if it were me and you in that situation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if I caught you cheating on me and like I was in prison, I don't think I'd be too kind about it. Yeah. So that says a lot about his character. Like that's nice of him. He's around my age, but I think if I remember correctly, this happened in 2018. I think it was a Halloween night, actually. Let me double check on that. So if you're looking at a Halloween night, I think he was 28. So yeah, that put him like right around my. Maybe he just got off work early for Halloween. I mean, that's not really a holiday <laughs> that people get off work early. If I had a business, I'd let people off for Halloween. Uh, I think that's the one you gotta, like, subscribe to. Yeah, but yeah, after Halloween stabbing, so yeah, it was, uh... Yeah, it was definitely how the guy did die, right? Yeah, he died. The like he said, guy. he died on the operating table. So right. he got to the hospital. So, right. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah. I know we can figure out some things while while we wait. Things all that. Uh, yeah, he's twenty eight. His wife was thirty six, and this guy was forty six. Both victims were taken to the hospital. Well, it says about 1 a.m. His wife was 36 and he was 28. <clears throat> but it says he died about 1 a.m. and she made a full recovery. And it says we know who did what. We just don't know why. We don't know the motivation of the attack. That's really what we've been focused on right now was the police department. I don't want to say it to him because I know he doesn't want to like, talk about her. Like, I'm not trying to talk ill will about her. But do you think, like... But it says that he was an acquaintance, the guy that was... So it could have been, like, a friend. But, like, do you think his wife... Now, like, I know we don't know, but, like, do you think she's, like, put monies on his books and stuff? I'd feel obligated. Like, if I, <laughs> like, if I was the cause of it, like, you know, he had a crime of passion because something I did to upset him, I think I would feel a little obligated to, uh, support him through his bid, you know? Yeah, yeah possibly. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's really, I like... I think I'd just leave him hanging. I'd be like, oh, that was my bad. That was, like, totally on me. I'm sorry. If I remember, I don't think he has a whole lot of people around, so she might not. Like, they might not talk. Yeah. That's kind of shitty. All right. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed. Like I said, hopefully 
we won't have this issue. It was just our bad part. We've been doing well. You've been busy. And just... Oh, shit. Slam arms, you know. Oh, no. We, yeah, I bought that one, too. I do that. So but, um, uh, hopefully, like I said, uh, which we've been busy since school, last week of school, finally. So, it's going to be a nice. Like I said, uh, hope you all enjoy the second part. And, well, like I said, we'll probably talk a little bit more after we talk to them in the second part. So, look forward to that. Um, but, what? Cool. It's up. But, uh. Leaving off on a question, um, the gentleman that uh, you had gotten a fight with and stuff uh, and stabbed, was he like your your guy's friend or was he just like somebody you guys didn't know? Uh, he was one of my uh, ex-wife's friends. But she, well, he, he, he used to be with her for a little bit, long before I ever met her, and then uh, they became friends later. And, yeah, uh, uh, he was never, I never really would consider him as a friend or, like, an acquaintance just through her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you just knew him through through her, okay. Yeah. Okay, that, that's, because uh, she, well, she was older than you, wasn't she? Yeah, she was, um, uh, when we were married, I was 28, she was 37 so that's about what nine years yeah well um i don't know how much you could talk about but um like did you expect something going on and or did you just get off work or just go straight home type thing or did you like go early uh it was my day off and uh i came home and uh Okay, so it's still kind of un- yeah. unexpected uh, circumstances, basically. Yeah. Okay. Cause, uh, yeah, no way for me to plan or um, prepare or, you know, do anything ahead of time. It's all just kind of a spur-of-the-moment kind of deal. Because I know I read one article where it said you guys had gotten a fight, like, outside of where you lived at, and then... I guess you guys had went inside, and then that's where it escalated at. Um, no, we 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 didn't we didn't have a fight outside. Uh, I don't know where that where that came from. Yeah, I forgot which article. It was actually just article. Um, I forget. It's one of the local ones there. Well, the media always gets stuff wrong too. Yeah. So it could just be hearsay that they made an article about. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, probably just looking for some publicity, probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it does happen a lot. <laughs> they got it. <laughs> <laughs> so it just all took place inside then? What's that? So it just all took place inside? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That article also yeah. said that you guys were fighting over meth like drugs as well so was that like was did you guys ever have any drug use in your relationship or was that just completely off the wall as well uh no there was drug use uh, she was actually um uh, into it pretty bad into both heroin and methamphetamine uh, at pretty high levels Okay. I was using it mildly, but um, during the time of my crime, I was completely sober. He, however, was not. Neither was he. Uh, at one of my uh, one of my sessions with the attorney, showed under his toxicology that he was way over the limit um, of being intoxicated with methamphetamine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, which I pass no judgment. I'm a recovering addict myself. So, like, I was just curious if that was yeah. just, like, media being um, media. Yeah. I was using them, but I wasn't really 
Um, I wasn't really involved with it. It's not like, uh, for me, it wasn't like smoking a pack of cigarettes, you know? It wasn't a daily thing. And I didn't believe it was something I needed or had to have. Right. Um, Was he kind of like, kind of, well, I guess the, the supplier to it? Was he what? Like the supplier? Did he get? Did he get it or like? I I can't hear it. Was he the like supplier? Did he get the stuff for your wife or anything? Or the dealer? Yeah, well, no, dealer. She was she was she was sourcing it somewhere else, but uh, I'm not sure where from. Okay. Do you guys actually still communicate no. at all? Do you guys still communicate? No. We have sixty seconds remaining. No, we don't. We don't communicate at all. Um, that's all. Uh, not only by choice, but that's also by our uh, agreement to the court. Okay. Uh, they they pushed on a thirty-year uh, no-contact order. Ooh. Wow, that is a long yeah. time. Uh, Olivia had a question for you. Well, it it wasn't necessarily a question. I just wanted to uh, like confirm, like let you know if there's anything that we ask that you're not comfortable with. Like, don't feel pressured or anything. Like, you could just flat out say I'm not comfortable with that because I know it's a little touchy, but we're curious about stuff, and it's like we don't want to offend you or make you uncomfortable. Yeah, I've been in here since. 2016, so everything already been stripped from me physically and emotionally, so it's not much of anything that really bothers me too much about it anymore. It happened, but I'm sorry for how it happened, but, uh, you know, I can't take it back. I don't know that one article I was reading, it said something about, did I say 2018? What it said? Um, I've been in since 2016. So they were off by two years. And yeah, I said like Halloween. Was it Halloween 2018? What it said? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I left actually Halloween 2016. Okay, so yeah, that article yeah. was off by two years. Because it had yeah. it had said that he had made it to a neighbor's house. They interviewed somebody. Yeah, they that uh, article I read said he had made it to a neighbor's house. And uh, their daughter was passing out candy or something when he, I guess, came on the porch. Um, we we were, um, let's see, we were one house from the end house on the north end of the of our block, mm-hmm. and he went to the farthest house on the end of our block, um, and he was banging on the neighbor's screen door, um. I had saw photographs uh, from the crime scenes that were presented to me. Uh, uh, his blood trail all the way down to the neighbor's house. Um, he was pounding on their screen door, and when the lady came to the door, she was super terrified and um, kind of questionable at the same time, wondering if it was a prank or if this guy was seriously injured because it was Halloween. So, um, and she at first thought it was a prank and then realized he was actually serious. Uh, he was frantically emptying his pocket, um, probably due to being high and his traumatic situation. And uh, finally, they called 911 and transported him to the local hospital, which was only probably a half mile away, um, west of our house. And uh, he was on the operating table short period of time before they called it um, that he was dead. Um, psychologically, like, how did that affect you 
mentally like do you still like do you have like flashbacks or any kind of PTSD or depression about it do you like get therapy uh, I, I've had uh, PTSD um, and uh, dealt with trauma through my whole life so um, adding that to it it's uh, it did heighten my depression and my anxiety quite a bit. So, um, dealing with that um, without medication is difficult. But I do find things to occupy my time. Um, I'm working uh, during the week. Um, and I do uh, beating art. Um, in my free time to kind of think of that, that emotional thought process, keep my mind out of that. Uh, but I have gotten to a point where uh, I believe a medication for anxiety needs to be uh, prescribed. I think that's a really good outlet for you to go into, like, with the artistic stuff. I think that helps a lot with mental health. Um, do they let you... Do they let you send stuff? Do they let you send stuff to like family members or friends and stuff like that, or is it just solely for you to just work through stuff? To send stuff? Yeah, like do they allow you um, to send your work? Um, I can send out work uh, depending on uh, weight. Uh, it's just like uh, any any parcel they charge by the weight. So, um, I mean, it goes from like five dollars and up uh, for a small parcel, and then it just goes up and up and up uh, depending on the weight. I don't know what our limit is yet, but I am allowed to send out to whomever I want as long as it's. Uh, been approved through our, uh, our art department where I ship it out. So they see it right away um, and, and they approve it right then and there or they disapprove it and they say no. But there's never been any problem. I don't send anything to family because they don't even respond to phone calls or letters or emails. Uh, they decided pretty much to give up on me. Uh, my friends, I have some older friends uh, that were my mentors when I was a kid. Um, I was in a youth ranch, uh, and um, they decided to continue to be a part of my life, and they actually have just recently came to visit me um, it's just last Saturday we just, Saturday we just had. Well, that's awesome. I'm and sorry to hear about your family. Yeah, and, uh, the first time, um, uh, he came to visit, he was by himself, and he says, nobody comes to see you in the last six years, or five years, or whatever. Um, and it's like, no, he's like, not even your family? I was like, no. I was like, um, as traumatic as it is and as sad as it is, I was like, I got more respect for you than my own family for making the time, you know? Right. Sometimes you got to pick your own I family. Like, I, I mean, I explained to him, too. I was like, there's no reason why someone can't set aside even one day out of a month to come visit. 
how was your relationship with your family beforehand? Is it like this is like something new of them not like talking to you very much? Well, not at all now, but today you guys have like a pretty strong relationship beforehand, or is it just kind of been iffy for a while um, in that? Well, in 2015, my father had uh, been diagnosed with brain and lung cancer at 55 years old. Um, and that February, he passed away. And he was kind of like the, like the core, the unity, the spirit of the family. Mm-hmm. It kind of held everybody together. Yeah. And then when he passed, uh, everybody just kind of separated from each other. And it's like everybody else's spirit died with him. Um, uh, my brothers they, and sisters, they stopped uh, socializing with each other and hanging out. Uh, my brothers quit going hunting and fishing. Uh, they quit conversating with each other through text messages, phone, all that stuff. Uh, and then uh, my stepmother, she had remarried shortly after my dad passed. My brothers kind of seemed a little bit angry about that. So they took it out on her. And they went out and ransacked the house. Uh, I was never involved in any of that. Uh, I did go up and help her occasionally uh, a little bit here and there so that she could prepare the house to sell it. Uh, but it seems like after all that, then uh, I just kind of got to the point where I was in a emotional wreck and made the poor choice of getting married um, and marrying the wrong woman that was not the woman for me and uh, we were only together for all up till uh, the following year uh, married with wives and then everything fell apart and she did all of what she did, and then I committed that horrible crime. And in our divorce, he took everything from me. Uh, he even had the audacity to take my, all my clothes and everything and just give them away. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, she took literally everything. Yeah, I know you had mentioned the one email, like where you had like no criminal history at all, and that you've always, you know, worked, had stuff. So, like, I figure, like you said earlier, like going to prison, like you just lost everything. Like with her taking everything, like what kind of like that just kind of puts a really big mental strain. Um, where you were talking about, but, um, where you were talking about the, uh, medication. So does the prison not do anything for you all? Hold on, hold on. Okay, say that again. Sorry, yelling on the intercom. But where you were talking about the medication, does the prison not do that for you guys? Like, prescribe you medication or get you, you know, medical help or how does that work? Yeah, they... They do, it's just, um, you got to go through so much to get um, certain medications. Anything that has to do with mental health um, goes to a different department. So with COVID being a thing too, uh, it kind of messes with everything. Yeah. It slows it all down. They get their extremely messed up. Um. And so I've already been seen by mental health and got an evaluation, and now I'm waiting. Um, I've been scheduled to see the psychiatrist, and so I'm trying to get 
collection on uh, medication called Geodon. It's a high anxiety med. So hopefully, hopefully I can get that on a low dosage and see if that can kind of neutralize the anxiety levels a little bit to help him relax. Yeah, ho hopefully so, it does. I mean, having having some some uh, social interaction, like with my emails and a little bit of phone time here and there. That I don't know. It seems to uh, calm down the anxiety a little bit. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm not getting that from family, so, and I can only talk to my friend Steve so much, because he's so busy, he, uh, he runs uh, as an administrator for the youth branch that I went to as a child, mm -hmm. and uh, he's also an old man, he's 70 years old. Would you be open to, like, people wanting to write you, like, if we posted your info on the page, would you want that? Do, do what now? Um, would you like for us to post your information, like, to write you on the page, like, our Facebook page for the podcast, and see if anyone would be interested in writing you? Um, you could. I mean, and, and um, and I'll maybe add on there, not, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, anything that involves my crime unless that's something that they want to conversate about. Right, just like friendship, like just to have yeah. someone to have, right? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Facebook groups, you probably can find me on there somewhere. Um, I'm on like six Six other Pentel sites. I don't know which which one did you guys find me on. Uh, I'm not sure the actual group. Uh, Pen Pal for Prisoners, maybe. It was uh, one of that one or something. Maybe that one, yeah. It was something. I know it's some of the prison and pen pals. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got links all over the place. Uh oh. Uh. Just trying to get out there to get some some kind of some kind of uh to chat with. Do you prefer male or female? Like are you looking for any kind of like female companionship that we need to put on there or uh, I mean I don't I don't mind either one. Uh, I, just, I, I mean I can conversate with either. Okay. I know we had talked a lot about paranormal stuff, so I know you're into that. So somebody that's definitely interested in paranormal and stuff like that would be actually a, a friend of mine. He had been to the penitentiary there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. He had taken photos of with his family in one of the corridors, um, and. When he flopped out of the picture uh, from behind the camera to jump in the next photo, there was a silhouette uh, in the background, a ghostly silhouette of what looked like a human being. And that was super cool. It looked like it was floating behind them. And he actually got it on on camera so that be better. Yeah, like I told you, Nima, I never got any paranormal pictures from there, but um I did get some cool audio and I was able to actually confirm one of the audios. I had uh found an inmate that had escaped from there a couple times and he was involved like see when they had a riot back in the eighties he had got out and killed an off duty officer. But I was asking him questions. Okay. Yeah, I was asking him questions about the prison because my first time I ever went was in 2009 and uh, we were in, uh, crap, uh, Danny Liebman's cell in the maximum security. Well, I was kind of provoking a little bit. It was me, my buddy, and his uh, girlfriend. Well, 
I didn't think, you know, we didn't hear nothing. I go home, you know, we sleep. Like, I don't think I wake up like six o'clock that evening. Cause I only slept like two hours all the way up there. And, but he had called me while I was asleep and he's like, dude, you got caught a whore. Cause he had already listened to a lot of the audio and I'm like, what? So I turned my recorder on and he tells me where it's at. Cause we had both been recording and yeah, uh, I'm assuming Danny Lehman called me a whore in the prison. And I had spoke to that inmate and he's like, yeah, he called people whore all the time. And he had got stabbed, I think, through the eye. If I remember correctly, yeah, he got stabbed through the eye and he like died outside of a cell during the riots. But I just thought that was cool that that guy was able to confirm that he's like, yeah, he called people whore like all the time. So that was a really cool experience I had. Uh, um, Before we wrap this up, though, is there anything you'd like to add? Okay, but I uh, thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to us, and I'll I'll try to shoot you an email back tonight or tomorrow. Okay, no problem. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, you, guys have a good night. All right, you too. Okay, that was our uh, interview. Sorry, we had uh, our phone charged the for what half an hour, forty minutes, and for some reason still did not. So I just had him call my cell phone. So we uh, took off from there. But he seemed to not be as nervous in the second phone call. Well, the second part of the first phone call than our second phone call. Yeah, I think he just loosened up a little bit. Which, like he said, he's trying to get on, like, anxiety stuff. Like, he needs anxiety medicine, so that's understandable. <laughs> well, anxiety, like he said, anxiety medicine. Like I said, he's never done an interview before, like we talked yeah, earlier. Right. Like, I really just, like, out of the blue, hey, you want to be on a podcast? And, you know, he he's excited, but I, I think he was more excited, too, of getting out, like, actually physically talking to somebody because like i said me and him were talking about paranormal stuff through emails because he's big into that and so if like if anybody wants to write him you know we can put out stuff there's a picture of him on an article but it's him holding up like paper besides like court paper whatever what he looks like, he like said, i like putting a face to voice he said he was growing his beard out nice so he could have a beard okay or whatever I don't know if it's going to be, like, as long as mine, but you, you know what I mean. They might have, like, a length uh, restriction in prison. I don't know. That's even no, way back there. No. I don't think so. I think they can just, they can, because a lot of them's got long hair. I feel like Washington seems more laid back. Like, I'm always surprised. Like, I'm always taken aback when different prisons are so different in, like, different states because, like, some places are, like, diehard fucking strict, and then... Other places are like, yeah, man, it's cool. Just send whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Like, that really was heartbreaking to hear, like, his family just, like, oops. And yeah, it seemed like it, it seemed like it down spiraled before then yeah, with the whole thing. Him. Which it's sad that he angry. lost it's sad that he lost his dad. So that's 55 years old and he gets brain cancer and all that. Like That's horrible, yeah. It sounds like he was the rock of the family. Like, you know how. It's old. weird that the dad, because it's usually the grandparents. Yeah, it's usually that's, like grandma I, or grandpa. Because, like, on my dad's side of the family, like, because when my dad passed away, my, my grandma, his mom passed away two weeks later. And it seemed like it just kind of dwindled down after that. So, yeah, it's usually the older generation because she was 80. And this has been, crap, A while. 17 years ago. So. Like, but yeah, that's odd that, well, it's not odd, but it's just interesting that the dad was the the glue to the family instead of the grandparent, which I don't, well. Which I totally understand, like, some people are like that, they don't want to be associated with stuff, but also, like, if that happened to my family member, like, if it wasn't a crime on a child, or, like, something crazy like that, you know, like, it just, this was a fucked up incident, it was a crime of passion, like, it just happened that wasn't intended or anything like i would not cut them off over that like that's shitty yeah like he he's gonna i think that's one too like with friends and stuff like i think he's wanting a good support system for when he does get out because i it. i don't see him getting you know going out and you know becoming a murderer or anything like yeah he's it convicted of a, a murder but a crime of passion. It, it was probably you could kind of say self-defense maybe 
But I wouldn't say self defense. I'd well, definitely say crime you know what I'm action. saying. But if that dude was already like, he was provoking it for provoking sure. him. But what if that guy that guy could have killed him? Is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like it, it could have it could have it could have turned around completely, and he could be the one that died, and the other dude be in prison. I definitely see like. Maybe if that guy just would have shut the fuck up, maybe he wouldn't have... Emotions are running high. Yeah, literally what a crime of passion is. You're just so... But with the family thing, I like that quote where it's like, blood is thicker than water, but nobody ever finishes it. Because the actual quote is, however, like, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. And that basically is the opposite of what people try to use the quote for. Because the family you choose and the people that you connect with and become family with you know is always going to be better than the blood well like what he said he's not asking for much just one day out of the month uh you know let him call you right or something to say hey this is a seven-year-old man that was over with the youth group thing that he was a part of the child is literally reaching out to him and trying to connect with him and yeah so that right there it's some of the older generation is back backwoods, but that guy, like that old man seems like a really nice guy that he sees that, you know, it was a mistake and he's still trying to help him. And probably if he's still alive, when he gets out, he might be the one that helps guides him and stuff as well to make sure he's on the I right path. I want to keep up with this guy. Like if he wants to continue to be friends, like I think. I plan on still emailing him. So yeah. that's the only thing. Like Stay I d- in contact with him. He needs a good support system, even if it's not necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, he needs somebody just to talk with. I don't that have is. his address, but we I... can get it. Well, yeah, I can get it. But, I, like I said, I emailed through him through JPay, so, like, I only had, like, a couple stamps when I emailed him, but I went ahead and bought more stamps to, you know, email him. So, I've kept the conversation. Like, I just don't want it to be, you know, one and done just because he talked to us on the podcast. Like, that's not all what we're here for. Like, like I said, he... He seems like a genuinely... All right, yeah. He reminds me of kind of like with Joseph, just he gets he out. He could be, yeah, he he definitely is being rehabil- rehabilitated, and it was just a crime of passion. He's get, he's trying to get mental health help. Like, this guy could be successful. And the way he talked, like, he didn't know criminal history before, and, was, like, yeah. he always worked, always had everything, and then it's going, like... If he, he doesn't have a good support system and doesn't have and good, And when he like, gets friends, out, he's got to build from the ground up again. Yes, it's going to... It's going to be, like, the hardest thing. He needs good support. So don't nobody be messaging him being stupid. <laughs> but, see, if he was 28 then, so it was 2016. So, yeah, he'd be 34. I'm interested so in his bead work. I want to see that. So he's actually, oh, he's actually already mentioned in the email. I haven't told you yet. Oh, I really want, like, I want to see that. Because I just got the email from him where he was, you know, talking about being nervous and stuff. I'm not going to go into it, but that hits a little home for me for somebody that was, like, very close family that was in prison. Like, I love the beadwork stuff. Yeah. And that's cool, though, at the art, like, they will send it out and stuff. Like, he's got to pay for it, but. I'll pay for it. I'll buy it off of him. I'll pay for the postage and buy a piece. Like, yeah. (laughs) Because, like, even the phone calls ain't bad there. Like, we got 20 minutes. I paid. I like that it gives you two warnings. Like it tells you when thirty yeah. seconds is coming. Yeah, we had two fifty one per twenty minute phone call, so that's not much. And like I said, even if a family member you know took time to talk to him, that's you know two dollars and fifty cents a month to do a twenty minute call once a month. But I had put six dollars on his phone account so he could uh, pay us because I told him you know I have family I maybe have to take care of first, so maybe. he understands. He's not going to be like sitting there hounding people Give me for money. money. <laughs> yeah, like. Anytime I do this, I always tell him, hey, you know. Well, I, he's probably just grateful for well, anything. Yeah. Well, I always tell people, like, hey, I have a family I have to take care of first. But if I have, like, extra money here and there, like, I don't care, you know, if I'm. Nope, like, you're slinging a I can't, I can't give you money to being on the podcast. We're not famous. We don't make, well, once we do. Well, we yes, have, yeah, before, <laughs> well, before this episode comes out, like, we have the test, you know, episodes. And then, you know, if we get a little bit of money there. But like that's why I tell him we're like we're trying to get out there become we're not with it. we don't we don't have the money to support like we do and we don't like my my books and stuff you know help us supply with keeping you know this going but like once money comes in you know that will help us and you know it's like I said it's more of this like what I tell them like hey you know I can't give you money because some people will pay for interviews. And that just seems like it's more forced because anybody, if you're going to give somebody money, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like I tell them, Hey, you know, I don't care if, 
you know, phone calls ain't expensive. I can, you know, pay for the phone calls. Like, so usually so far we've done, well, besides Joseph, that was three parts. But like, you know, if I can help, I'll try to pay for the phone call. Like, so they're just a couple dollars now. It's not like back in the old days when I was yeah. like, well, people running up three, four, five hundred dollar phone bills. But also too, like, for people that I really think are good people and that just got in fucked up situations, like, like with this guy, like, I would not care to pay for a piece of his art because I don't care what people say. Art is a job. He's, I don't care if you're in prison. If you do good work, people will pay. And that could be what gets him some commentary or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't care to do that if we have extra money or something. Or, like, even just, I wish we could come up, I'm always that person, I want to come up with, like, nonprofits to help people, especially people like Nick. Like, he doesn't have a whole lot of family, he just ended up in a fucked up situation. It could happen, like, that really could happen. It literally it. <laughs> happens all the time. People walk in on their partners cheating all the time. Like, it could turn sour, like it did for him, in a matter of a second. Like, it could be literally anyone. Like, I wish there were programs that could help people like that just to have well, what they need. Well, and, going off with what I was saying, though, like, that's what I tell them, like, hey, you know, I can't give you this, but I can offer you a platform that will let you be heard. Like, I can get your voice yeah. out there. So maybe, like what she said, somebody that actually has stuff to offer them more than we do, they can be like, hey, you know, I don't mind, you know, pitching, you know, 20 bucks, you know, every other week or something to them. Which, like I said, that's not what he's here for. He's just wanting friendship. And I told him, too, you know, that could possibly help get your name out there where people would be interested in writing them and stuff. Like I said, that one article I was talking about in the earlier part, it some reason said I didn't have to pay this time. So I was able to read it. So that's how we found out about the uh, possible drug use and stuff. That we I'm glad that on. we cleared the media stuff up, too. Like, I fucking hate that. Like, just be honest on shit. Like, I wish the media did not twist things. Because what did it say? It said that it went in. They were, like, two years out, off, so outside. they were fighting outside. Let me double check on that, because I'm pretty sure that said 2000. I'm pretty sure that's what said I Said they were fighting outside, had the timeline wrong. He's like, no, we weren't fighting outside. Like, I hate that. Like, I just hate that shit. <laughs> that, would, like, that's something stupid to lie about for the media to lie about, because that, what difference does that fucking make? It's stupid. Well, here it says 2016 on this, on that article. Oh, that's not the same article you're on, though. Yeah, that, I mean, that one says 2000. Oh, there's a picture of them. Okay. Yeah, that's, where does it, okay, maybe I'm not seeing an article. One of them, I'm pretty sure, said, is that the only picture of him? There's got to be more pictures of him, right? Yeah, so I we can know. post and be like, hey, this is Nick on our podcast. Write him if you Maybe feel it like was it. in the group. I can't remember. But anyways, like I said, we hope you enjoy. Like I said, this was one I, I like I said, we kind of stepped in not knowing much. And, you know, like I said, he didn't I'm know. I'm glad we talked to him. I'm glad we did. I know you're all, like, over here. I don't know. I know. I was I like, know. I don't know about it. We don't know a lot of information. <laughs> what well, we should say. And now I just, like, really like the guy. He seems he seems genuine. Like, you know, it came off good. And, like I said, we had, it had you know, it'll, little issues. Well, this is 2016. So maybe I just looked that wrong. Maybe that was on my bad. This is November 1st. But I'm pretty sure the one article I saw said something about 2018 Halloween. I could be wrong. I don't know. But um, anyways, like I said, we thank you all for tuning in. Do you have anything to add? No. So like I said, we hope you all enjoy this episode, and we'll see what brings for the next one. Like uh, we took, what, two weeks off, and it was really nice. And we still have, well, now we're here through July when this releases. So it's nice being able to have some time off and still have episodes coming out. But uh, we thank you for tuning in. If you guys, like I said, we like people being active on our Facebook group, our page, or our personal pages if you're personally friends with us. We like the interaction. We like to hear your thoughts on the episodes. And I've actually, I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on something. Um, I know a lot of people do like uh, Joseph's uh, interviews so far with his episodes. Um, well, we were talking about doing a Q&A. 
but not just with him, but I thought maybe with other people or maybe just at somebody do like a live, like maybe TikTok or something where they're on the phone with us and have people commenting and while we're talking to them. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Like we could do a kind of like the Joseph mentioned Q and A. Follow like, us on TikTok. You gotta have a thousand followers to go live. So. <laughs> do you really? Yes, you yeah, do. Yeah, I'm <laughs> you really, gotta have a thousand followers. To I'm go trying live. to. I'm trying to build it up, <laughs> but we got. I got like. Follow the TikTok. We'll do some lives. I got like sixty-five followers on there. <laughs> but yeah, follow us on TikTok. Like I said, we have a Facebook page. Like I said, comment, share. You know, we're trying to get out there. We've been doing this. Well, I've first been doing this since oh, not oh seven. But 17, you started. I've been interested in stuff, but oh, yeah. I've never really done, like, the podcast and stuff. When did you officially you. join? So we got to the 2008, for the 2019, middle of 2019? Probably. Like, you've, been, you've been there for a good portion of it. Like I said, just uh, if you want to help support the, the podcast, uh, we got a Patreon set up, which all we're asking, which you don't have to, is a dollar a month. Like, so that goes to stuff like this and helps us get out there. Phone calls. Yeah, phone calls, stamps, stuff like that. Like I said, I mostly use my earnings from what I get from my books and stuff that helps We're gonna for this. We're going to put Nick's info out there. You guys hit him up. Yeah, JPay's a really, J-Pay's a really uh, easy setup. And I don't think he would be one of those weird, creepy guys <laughs> that's like, hey, what's going on? I mean, you never can know. Don't, I yeah. don't want to vouch for it. I don't know him well, but. He seems all right. Just from the emails, like he don't he don't seem that bad. And on the phone, like he seemed more nervous. Like he said, he's got yeah. PTSD anxiety. Maybe we could do like a Q and A for him just to get him like in the realm of yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, being on air. I'm just saying where Joseph had mentioned it. I yeah. can mention it to him as well. Like if he's interested in that, which I'm sure he. I'll might. put something together. I'm sure he'll reply back. You know, talking about it because yeah. I think his was just more. Anxiety and being anxious, and he did really well. Though. Yeah, not He's knowing very well spoken, not knowing what to to talk about. Because that's why, like when we first started talking, he's like, "Well, I sent you an email of what you know what the crime was." <laughs> so I was trying to explain, you know, how the podcasting work and stuff, recording them. Which so. we're not professionals either. Like, oh yeah, so, you know, we're sitting here rambling. Yeah, rambling for hours. Yeah, but uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one, which should be two weeks from now. So, like I said, thank you all for your support. And like I said, what we're trying to do is, I know um, there's Unforbidden Truth. I think I've talked about them in other episodes. They're another good podcast. Andrew, I've talked to him. Like, he interviews, you know, a lot of uh, prisoners and stuff as well and talks to them. And, you know, uh, there's a few, couple others that kind of go into it. That's all we're doing. You know, we're trying to get them out there and, you know, if we stop somebody from murdering somebody, you know, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, I just thought that was very funny. The way it was said, I don't think we're really having that much impact. Well, you, you never, you never know is my point. You never know. But like I said, this is all, you know, it's research for us. And, you know, I think everybody that so far we've interviewed, you know, which we've interviewed, you know, Joseph, Bill, like we were talking about earlier now, Nick, and we've interviewed a lot of families. You know, I interviewed a Ted Bundy survivor. You know, we got Bill Kimberlin, uh, John Brodsky. So, like I said, we might be interviewing other experts in the field or, you know, I want to try to continue reaching out to uh, random people in prison, you know, that would like to share their story. It's, long, it's a long process because, I don't know, it's just a weird take how to do it but yeah i'm kind of rambling like usual <laughs> but yeah it takes a long process to get everything rolling because you know you got to put it out there you know like i said offered to what we can provide because some people would be like i'd love to get edmund kemper before he croaks can you imagine talking to that man on the phone no i couldn't imagine it you know like i knew a guy that put money on his books to see if he'd write me like hey i gave you a 10 bucks to buy something he's probably just like write me back free money <laughs> he's sitting there eating the 10 dollar donuts he bought and being like i ain't gonna write you back man <laughs> but they said his eyesight's really bad i think i thought somebody oh, said he's confined to a windchair i'm not confined to a windchair a wheelchair if i remember correctly well his glasses were eight inches thick. thick back then <laughs> i'm sure he's old and decrepit what is 72 73 that's still fairly young though I guess. It's old, That's but old. you know what I mean. Well, prison, though, too, because you don't really have the best Pri medical. You age in prison years. <laughs> yeah. He's freaking six foot nine, so he's a giant. 
But like I said, thank you all for tuning in, though. I'm, I'm done. I'm shutting up. <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, we'll see you on the next one. And like I said, hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> Support us. And let us know what you think. And let us know what you think about the TikTok <laughs> ideal. Quit laughing. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs>